How many followers do you have? Where do you post this at? Just like a... It goes kind of everywhere. Mm. It's like... Maybe like a hundred listens a week. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. You do? There's like a handful of kind of regular people that email in and that I know are listening mm-hmm. like each week. And I just kind of figure if I keep on doing it mm-hmm. once a week keep going. for a while that... It's just kind of fun mm-hmm. also to have How many this little thing. I think it's up to like 20-something oh, episodes. Oh, nice. Oh my gosh, and cool. Like on a weekly basis, I think I've done it about maybe seven or eight weeks in a row now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe more than that by now. Cool. I think it's like the average podcast length is only like seven episodes. So mm-hmm. good. I feel like I need coffee before we really get into yeah, it. Yeah, no, the I stuff. get it. Yes. I don't know why you don't wake up and need coffee. Probably because I worked the late shift for so long. So you don't need, you don't feel like you need coffee till the evening. Well, now it's now it's more like midday. Midday. Mm. Man. But yeah, I don't really, I don't don't want breakfast. I don't want anything really for the first few hours. Yeah, I don't understand that. Okay. This is Tyler Murphy. This is the Montana Gallery Podcast. Doing our weekly thing here, our weekly Monday update. And today I've got Lenny and Jaxie, who are the my my neighbors who have the coffee shop that's uh, connected to the gallery. And uh, I I haven't like I haven't even seen you guys in, in forever, so I just thought we should catch up, and yeah. it should be recorded <laughs> for all time. Yes, for all time, <laughs> live on the internet forever. Yeah, it's been a long time. And they've got their three boys here. Little Felix is. Laying in Lenny's arms, and he's just staring right at me. And he's <laughs> super chill. Maybe. Yeah, you can never say that a baby is super chill because once you say it, yeah, you've jinxed it. They know. They know. <laughs> um. So, I guess. So typically, what I've been doing with these podcasts is trying to quickly go over like any upcoming events mm-hmm. at the beginning. So um, I think the only thing I can think of is that we have story night. No, Tyler. What? Well, Crap. for two years now, Uh-oh. there's a major event that Evan does every <laughs> September 19th. Is that Pirate yeah. Day? Mm-hmm. International oh, South Africa wow. Pirate Day is okay. September 19th. Tell so us about that. We will be having our usual pirate drink. We don't know what it is yet, but it'll be awesome. So it'll be that special throughout the day. And then once we close, we'll give people time to become the pirate they want to be. And then we will be screening Muppet Treasure Island. I think so. Oh, really? And then walking the plank, having a few games, nice. pirate food. Do we need to screen it in the gallery or or were you going to do it in your space? Either way is fine. Yeah. yeah. I want to do start doing movies in the gallery that'd be awesome yes that'd be really fun um and then so and then story night yeah so that and then I feel like there's something else in September oh and then there's the the 22nd the downtown big thing they're doing that on that Saturday yes so right across the street from the gallery in Evan there's a parking garage and our friend Terry Porta just just finished up a gigantic mural, and that's 
So they're having a big reception yeah, on the 22nd. Yeah, she's like like aerialists there and like. Oh wow! Yeah, they're going all out. So John Roberts, Ipan Blanco, mm-hmm. the Latin funk. The Latin funk. What what are they called? The Latin funk band. Latin funk. They played in your gallery before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Loudly. I just I'm trying to remember how uh, Parker described the band. Oh, okay. They're so fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, they but they'll be outside. I guess so. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 10:30 in the morning, something like that. Oh, fun. Okay. So. Just during farmers market then. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That'll be good because it'll be right in front of the gallery then. Yeah. Kind of right down there. Yeah. Cool. And Brooke Moore will be also doing her another kind of like feature of her piece. Yeah. So. Um, sweet. So aside from, aside from being neighbors with me, what is your favorite part about? That's true. Um, That's the only thing I think. That keeps us in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's you your guys' favorite day favorite part about the, the business that you have? And or may, and maybe we should talk a little bit more about. I I mention Eben a lot on the podcast, but maybe we should yeah. talk a little bit more about exactly what it is. Yeah, so it's just a coffee shop we started a little over two and a half years ago. Um, we gave Tyler a call when we saw there was a spot next door, and worked out well for him to move in. So we have a big sliding door that just. Is open most of the time between the two spaces. Um, we've been working in coffee for 10 years, probably more. 15. <laughs> and uh, it was just time to start our own, start our own eventually. And so we found some equipment that also happens to be in Tyler's gallery. <laughs> in Red Lodge. In Red Lodge. Which is an hour south yeah. of where we are, or where the the cop, Eben and Montana Gallery currently are. Yeah, and Billings. Yeah. <coughs> and, oh uh, has some great friends. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Don't, dude. Don't trust anything. <laughs> the refrigerator. No. Milk was super chunky. <coughs> I'll just Oops. ignore that. Ex- expose. <laughs> um, so, uh, I didn't think you guys were milk people. I am. To his you, shame. Do you want? Do you want okay. some? To his shame. Do you want some coffee? <laughs> sure, I'll take some. What? Uh, will you say again what it is that we're drinking, real quick? Uh, it's a Burundi. Is it the Kang- kangaroo? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Burundi from Revel. It's the one that translates to "the future is coffee," is like the name of the. Uh... Oh really? Yeah, the name of the place that produces it. There you are. Um, and yeah, Burundi is that, it's like its main export is coffee. It's has a huge, a huge part of it. It's right next to Rwanda. They're two tiny little countries. Um, and especially after the Rwandan genocide, they've been like, coffee's been a huge part of the economic recovery from, from that. Um, yeah. And they're super tasty. Uh, so yeah, so we started this coffee shop in Billings, uh-huh. and had some great friends, like John Beale, helped us build it out, mm-hmm. yeah. kind of just been flying by the seat of our pants, this mm-hmm. <laughs> is our first time doing a business venture, and it's been super fun and super terrifying, and Yeah, all the things that running a business should be, I think. Mm-hmm. You're two and a half years in. Yeah. yeah. Or two years, yeah. eight months, yeah. something. Yeah. 
Two years and eight months? I think so. Is that yeah. true? Whoa. That's crazy. When, when do you say that you began it? Well, we established the business name legally in 2015. Okay. In uh, November, yeah. I think. And the shop opened in March. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, nice. But we had done a pop-up as Eben in 2015. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So in front of our uh, house, actually. Too. Yeah, and then also we did the movie. And the one of them, yeah, yeah. the movies. So. Yeah. And then started the signed the lease in January and it was just we needed to gut the whole thing and paint over Wait, all the sorry I missed that you said what did you say about a movie night there was a, a family free movie night at the sports center it was in the winter so it was inside okay. and um, we came as one of the food vendors oh okay and so we did some coffee and pour overs and chocolate chip cookies and nice yeah and it was fun because they announced you know, sponsored by, oh, and there yeah. was like some ice cream or this food vendor, and I said an Eben Coffee Collective, and it was kind of a cool moment. Lenny and I were like, "What that's is us?" <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, you've brought a book here, mm. and you attended a leadership conference mm-hmm. uh, a little bit ago, and you you kind of, I I asked Lenny and Jackson because they've both been like reading and getting into some new stuff. Uh, or yeah, still, just still like, early. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're good. No, yeah, just like, I mean, I think we're all trying to just get better, you know, yeah. or like, and have new ideas and yeah. help stay refreshed, yeah. you know. Because the other thing about owning your own business is like, you have to kind of be your own motivator, yeah. or try to get, you know, yeah, inspired and stay inspired. And so, the Global Leadership uh, Summit was really great for that. And yeah. I, I loved it, and there was a lot of great leaders there, and in particular, there was a restaurant guy, Danny Meyer. Yeah. And uh, Lenny had actually heard of, I was so excited, I was like, oh my gosh, Lenny, there's this great setting the table, and he's like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, all the coffee that. podcasts <laughs> that I listen to, they're like, read setting the table. <laughs> oh yeah. So I had heard, or at least familiar with the, the title of the book. And then the other guy, I'm blanking his name now completely. Simon. Yeah. And you'd heard Simon Sinek. Yes, you yep. heard him mm-hmm. several times, and I don't think I had it all. I mean, I knew I'm like, oh, TikTok yeah. guy, oh, this, you know. But yeah. I, and he was great. He was really inspiring to listen to, and and I'm reading his book, um, Leaders Eat Last, okay. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you've got all this new, kind of new knowledge coming into your life that mm-hmm. is exciting and inspiring, yeah. and yeah, I. I'm always interested in those kinds of books, and so instead of me having to read it, I'm excited to just <laughs> to hear glean. to just hear yeah. what what's inspiring and exciting to you about, yeah. about some of this stuff. We were talking a little last night after um, outside the parking garage, and I was trying to recall the five A's. I don't know if you remember oh, okay. that, but I found it, and so oh, I nice. thought I would just jump in and share those. Yeah, and I th- I mean he has this for his restaurants, you know, but I think that. Uh, yeah, the, this this chapter is the road to success is paved with mistakes well handled, and I thought that was the the road to success. Okay, yep. Is paved with mistakes well handled. Something Simon oh, said too was that like the only renewable resource we have is mistakes. Uh-huh. You know, and it's and you can look at them like you're gonna learn from it, or you can just kind of flounder in them. You know, yeah. or or look at them as total failures. And um, but yeah, so. Um, the f- the five A's for effectively addressing mistakes. Sorry, my phone. Uh, 
awareness. Uh, many mistakes go unaddressed because no one is even aware they have happened. If you're not aware, you're nowhere. I thought that was good. Just, I think that the mistake that our industry can make a lot is the customer's always right. And he said, he doesn't say it in here, but he said it in his interview, is the customer's not always right, but the customer needs to always feel heard. Mm. And that is a big distinction, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then acknowledgement. Let's let's yeah. stick on the the customer is always right yeah. idea real quick. <clears throat> is he is he saying that because, like, if the customer is always right, then occasionally you will get some people who want you to do things a certain way, and that will be to the disservice of most other customers. Like, if if you were to just cater to one to one idea, then. Yeah. Because a lot of times, especially as a small business owner, mm-hmm. we get a lot of like unsolicited advice. Yes. And Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. And and well, you can't just... Money does this well. You Like, how do you handle a customer that's, that's like uh, ordering a caramel macchiato and you know what they want and you know what we have and you... Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, so or just a macchiato. It's just yeah. people reading, too, to see whether you have that opportunity to be like, oh, hey... Do you want to know? Or sometimes they'll be like, do you want to know what the secret is? <laughs> everybody like, everybody's wants to know all the secrets they can. So what, what do you mean yes. what's the secret? What do you mean by this? Or whether they just want like to get a drink and get out of there and they don't want to talk to you really. I guess that's sometimes the case. They just make it. But I say like, I don't know do, you, do you want to know what the, uh, the, secret, the secret is? Is that it's just a caramel vanilla latte. Oh. You know, okay. so like it's instead of espresso... And vanilla in the bottom, and then pouring your steamed milk on top, throwing some caramel on top. They, this when Starbucks decided to do that drink, they put the milk and the vanilla in the bottom, and then pour the shot on top of the drink, and put some caramel sauce on top to cover up that all your espresso is right at the top of your drink. And uh, so it's marked because macchiato means marked or stained, so it's marked with the caramel in the shot. But if you stir it. In any way, and especially on iced ones, where people stir it almost instantly, yeah, <laughs> it ends up being the exact same drink as basically a vanilla latte with some caramel sauce on top. Okay. Um, so, but when they come in, like, they're not right if they're ordering a caramel macchiato or if they say, I want a macchiato. Because the traditional macchiato is just espresso <laughs> with a scoop of foam on top. Just this, like this espresso, th- one scoop of foam. Here you go. Yeah. Very, very different. Okay. <laughs> it's marked or stained yeah. with the milk instead of the... Uh, do you take the time to correct them on that, or do you just give them what you... So as I say, that's where the people like, reading comes in. Either, yeah. Like, if they don't... If they obviously just want to get in and get a drink and right. leave, I'll be like, I can make you something super close to what you're looking for. And yeah. And they're content. If they look like they are hanging out or want to chat, or yeah. I think I can entice them in with, hey, do you want to know a secret? Then uh-huh. okay. <laughs> then I take that way right. to explain. But explain. the important thing is not that you that let them know that they are wrong. And and also, you don't let them know, oh, the customer is always right. You're right. I will make you whatever you want. I, It's just that they need to feel heard. So, like, sure. I can make you something that will be really close to what you're wanting. Instead okay. of, like, yes, I will make you a caramel macchiato. Or, you know, like, it... Yeah, the difference is subtle, but I think that it's important to know that the customer isn't always right, but the way you make them feel is... Yeah. And yeah. it probably is a little bit different in, like, especially coffee business than just some generic, like, 
drive-through kiosk. You know, like we're trying to differentiate by having some more like traditional drinks and names and sizes for drinks. So part of our brand identity is like retaining some of those words. So we can't just, or I don't think we should just. Yeah. Like, oh, this is also it, and like have two thing, two things that are yeah. the same word. I mean, totally different things. Like, part of, I think, a little bit of our job is to retain what that word means in the specialty <laughs> industry. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so that's where I was like, yeah, it's not. So they're, you're, you're, sorry. Yeah, ahead. yeah. I mean, they're not in in one way. They're not wrong because this giant international corporation has decided that a word means something, and that right. has a lot of sway. So yep. that probably, sometimes that has more sway than the traditional interpretation yeah. of the word. And that gets us into like linguistics of like yeah. well, if everybody, if everybody started, calls it something. Calls it something then it kind totally. of Totally. Yeah. And who's right? So but you're a coffee fundamentalist then, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Okay, so that's the first uh, that's the first A. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Sorry. We're wandering around. So then we're acknowledgement. Yeah. So if you've made a mistake, you need to be aware of it, and then you need to acknowledge it. Okay. So another thing, just as important in, in not just business but relationships. Ah. I mean anything, I think, but just to say like you made a mistake. If you're aware of it, that's fine. But if you don't acknowledge it, that's another way that the customer doesn't feel appreciated or you know. Or the way that you can make it better, you know. But an example here is like our server had an accident, and we're going to prepare a new plate for you as quickly as possible. An acknowledgement, you know. Sure, rather than just being another seven minutes with no with no explanation. So in our industry, you know, like you are aware you've made a wrong drink, but then you have to acknowledge it. I made you the wrong drink. I didn't hear that you said iced. I'll instead be making of, you a new drink right away. Yeah, instead of just leaving them in the limbo. Or even like, like, oh, okay. Um, you know, like, and then you stone-faced. hurriedly go to fix it. You need to acknowledge, like, right. okay, I did this, you know. Yeah. And then follow that up. Acknowledge and apology, I think, should probably, yeah. and often do, go right together, you know. Yeah. I'm so sorry this happened to you. Right. And he makes an important distinction here that alibis are not one of the five A's. Uh-oh. It's not appropriate or useful to make excuses. Yeah. You know, like we're short staffed or yeah, know, it's so loud in here. You know, like it that an excuse is not, you know, it's not an effective way to address the issue. Uh-huh. They, it doesn't really matter to them. I don't think what the reason was like, you just need to apologize for. I'm sorry yeah. that happened. Yeah. Done. You know, yeah. which I think can be really hard because I always want very vainly. I always wanted this like instant replay as a barista, where I could be like, oh, you didn't order it iced, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of times you think you know what you ordered, because you know what you want, but you didn't actually say that. And yeah. I always wanted to, like, but I'm like, the purpose being what? That I could be like, in your face. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you did yeah. it wrong. Ha! I don't have to make that, but you just have to make them happy. So, so yeah. So, in that, in those instances, do you feel like that's where you lean on the side of, like, the customer is right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In that instance. Yeah. You definitely yeah. can't be like, I know for a fact you didn't say I Yeah. Just, you know? take it to court. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I want them to leave with the drink they wanted, you yeah. know, even if they acknowledge, like I've got, I've had some friends who have been like, oh, I, I didn't say iced, you know, but yeah. I wanted it. It's okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. 
I want you to leave here with what you wanted, you know? Yeah. And so as best as I can make that happen, I will, you know? Acknowledge and apologize. I'm going to move this book over here. Yeah, for sure. Also see it. Awareness, acknowledgement, apology. Mm-hmm. I've had to... I've had to be aware and I've had to acknowledge and apologize a few times on mm. well like not giving getting DVDs to people oh sure the, yeah at the uh, you know allotted time that mm-hmm. sometimes like an order will come in and I won't see it yeah and then it's like a week or two later I'm like ooh yeah whoops yeah so it's like a lot better to at least reach out and say like hey I just saw it this come through and mm-hmm. I'm sorry and yeah and then sometimes you know like give free shipping or some well, part of the next refund thing or too. something yeah is an action and he always says um yeah so the action like please enjoy this for now we'll have your fresh order out in a few minutes say what you're going to do to make make amends and then follow through okay um and so and then just to get to the very last one too then additional generosity is the last thing. So, like, unless the mistake had to do with slow timing in the restaurant industry, he would instruct his staff to uh, bring out a complimentary dessert or a complimentary dessert wine or something, letting, you know, to thank the guests for having been good sports. Um, Like, some some more serious mistakes weren't a complimentary dish or a meal or, Uh like, you know, but, but to address it, you know, but then to apply additional generosity is, like, really important. And, Another theme in the leadership summit was this is, you know, great business advice for customer interaction, but um, for employees to be a good leader, they talked about, like, think about how you would want to go above and beyond for someone, how to thank them, how to show them that you appreciate them, how to bless them, take that and then double it. Yeah. And that's the way there was something like 80% of CEOs thought that they did a good job of letting their staffs know that they were appreciated. Yeah. And then upon interviewing those staffs, only like 15% yeah. thought that the management did a good job of letting them know that they, you know, so it's like, oh man, our, our quick thank yous or winks, you know, they're not, they're not it's reaching not our enough. staff the way that, you know, that comes across as gratitude. And so, but yeah, back to the, the action. You know, in our industry, then it's like a, I'm so sorry that we didn't do that. We're going to make this right for you on the house, you know. And then if it was a big mistake, well, we have in the register, we have a few, like, free waffle cards. Or if it was a real big mistake, then I encourage everyone to be like, let them come back for free and have a better experience, you know. So. Well, I think you guys do a great job with with your guys' staff. I mean, like, yesterday... There was five or six of the Evan team all together cleaning house yeah. and 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 I, like I have been to so many of your guys' dinners and and parties that you've thrown for your staff and I just I don't know I think that you guys do a really good job of of maintaining relationships with the in a way that that matters with the people that that work for you. Thanks. Yeah, and I think that's it probably comes a lot down to like some of our core reasons for running a business. You know, yeah. we didn't get into it to make it, you know, the highest profitability possible. We got into it cause we really enjoyed it and we really enjoyed the people. Yeah. And I think that can't help but come across in how you, <laughs> in how you run it, you know? Uh-huh. 
um, the uh, yeah the staff cleaning day yesterday was super fun because usually we're just running kind of smaller shifts because we don't have a high volume so it's nice having multiple employees there all together at the same time and also kind of build some camaraderie that yeah way, since they don't have a ton of time working with each other what was the music what's what's the common music that everybody agreed upon to work to taking <laughs> care of business and... what did you uh what did you end up putting i on? just put on early 2000s early 2000s yeah that's <laughs> We, uh, we were going to jam out, but you ruined it, so thanks. I did? That. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no, with the meeting next door, we were like, I hope we weren't too loud for you guys. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was in your gallery the other day, um, a couple of weeks ago, and the door was shut. Yeah. I was I was feeding Felix, and I was shocked at how loud it is. And it wasn't even oh, that yeah. busy over there, but I was right. like... Oh man, that door sometimes it sounds something. sometimes it sounds like there's a huge party and then I, like yes. you open it up it's like there's only like two people yeah in like what's happening <laughs> yes yeah. so um. since there's no carpets or anything too I think mm-hmm. that's that's probably half of it we just have lots of walls and wood floors and yeah it's funny that we all listen to music on Tyler's iPad a lot of the time mm-hmm. so when we put on the new the new release list. It's just the most random pile of everything. So like, because I Kanye, only listen yeah, so like, to <laughs> so yeah, like some like some like Gregory Allen, <laughs> Isaac Cobb, and whatever else you're listening to, and then Jonah's like Kanye will come on, <laughs> and then there'll be like a piano ballad after that, <laughs> and then some like some like neo 80s music like time cop will come on it's just like the, the crazy uh, that is funny i've never done that i just always go to to a specific artist straight to what i want to listen yeah, to yeah sturgill simpson yeah um what do you think of the three a's or these or no five a's yeah what do you, what do you think, think of these things? yeah i think a lot of times especially in barista industry a lot of it's just oh they're like all ignored <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, or tried to be like brushed brushed away. Yeah. Being like, oh that's just keep moving, move along. Here's your drink, go away. Um sometimes if you have like a good server, they're like, Oh yeah, super sorry, I'll make that real quick. But a lot of times when things get busier, that also st- tends to like shut down and you tend to just like focus in just on the machine and what you're doing and you kinda stop spinning around and interacting with the customer, which is an important definitely important part of being a really good barista is being able to do all of your technical things and still be interacting with the customers while that's happening even if it's or at least and at least looking like you're not totally overwhelmed if you are yeah because <laughs> that conveys conveys super heavily as well if you look even if you have even if you're not overwhelmed but look overwhelmed people are like oh man it was it's rough in there yeah but you can be super busy and look like you have it all together and people have great experience. Yeah. Um, if you're having fun, that attitude catches on. Totally. Yeah. What? Okay, so let's get back to what What would you guys say is something that you really have loved about owning the gallery? Oh, uh, back on the staff. Or owning the, um, <laughs> the gallery. The gallery. <laughs> we own it. Basically. No, uh, the, uh, Ethan had just used the app this morning. You know, okay. it's a, and we're trying to get people to troubleshoot it and let us know, you know, with what they like and what they don't like and what works well. And you have a, so, co- yeah. uh, a coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. You have an Evan coffee 
and app order ahead. For. Yep, so you can order and pay ahead and then just swing in and pick it up. Okay. And uh, so he gave me a couple of feedback points, but then he followed up with, you have the greatest staff, you know? So that was oh. really, that was really oh. a really proud moment for me to be like, oh, awesome, you know? Like, that was the thing that came across to him. Wasn't like the things we want to tweak on the app, but that was, you know, was also just like, oh, the staff's super great, you know? So that was awesome. And maybe an area that I hadn't anticipated uh, appreciating so much, I guess. Like, people love our coffee, and I love to hear that feedback. But more than that, I really love to hear when they're like, oh, and your staff made my day. They just tie people used to just. We had a customer who said, I always feel like after I pick up my coffee that somehow Ty, what did she say? Ty gave me a hug. Oh. With his attitude, or so I don't know, just something really sweet yeah. like that, and I just really appreciated that he made people feel like that. You yeah, know? and Jonah is always it's super amazing. upbeat, yeah, yeah, and just easygoing, mm-hmm. lying to the door, and he's just still got that same upbeat attitude. <laughs> it's that great. same uh, country kid smile mm-hmm. on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. so. That's been good. I really, yeah. It's been challenging, for sure. Yeah, let's talk about some of the, the challenges that you've faced over the years. Any, anything come to mind? So, and, and like thinking about, you know, like a lot of, a lot of the thing I'm interested in, in hearing at Story Night is like times when, when crap hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. So any moments like that, mm-hmm. that, that come to mind that. Oh, I don't know. It's kind of, it was kind of encouraging. I was just listening to a. Instagram live yesterday and they were there's another coffee company interviewing a, an accountant that works pretty specifically with coffee companies yeah and uh, they were talking about how like so many of these coffee shops and cafes in particular run with such small margins and it was kind of just encouraging to be like yeah. okay we're not the only one <laughs> and that everybody's you know everybody's doing these like million dollar build outs but they're still like running on these super tiny margins so yeah. it might look it might look like everything and there's money to be thrown around but most of the time the the cash flow is actually really really small yeah. and a lot of people in the industry are doing it just because they really enjoy enjoy that enjoy providing the atmosphere that coffee shops make more so than cranking out tons and tons of dollars yeah um and so figuring out what is your priority or like what's your um what's actually valuable to you yeah and prioritizing that and making sure that that's happening even if the high profitability isn't currently in the cards for for your cafe or coffee business or yeah um let's see what else was first times that it hit the fan yeah (laughs) so you're you're implying that there's been times where it's been tight. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, like I said, I'm not being like I said, never running businesses before and uh-huh. getting into business for a reason that's not profitability. <laughs> yeah. It's frequently, frequently pretty tight. Um, and yet we've had a few moments too where we were like, we've run out of coffee. <laughs> uh, we are a coffee shop, so yeah. crap. And that's where it's great to have Gary with Revel be a local roaster. And he has saved our butts many a time. Yes. Wow. Yes. He'll be like, uh, do you have any coffee at all right now? He's like, I can come in and roast it for you. 
and I'll be like, great. Whenever it's done, give me like 10 minutes ahead of that and I will come pick it up, run it to the coffee shop and we'll pour it in the hopper so that we still have coffee to serve. Bless Gary. Yes. Mom, could you open this? Daddy could open it for you. Um, that's been a few hit the fan moments. Uh, it's, really hard, it's really hard to predict uh, just how many people are going to be down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with the, the only really consistent thing that we've come across with our numbers is that August is the high point for the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when school starts, it kind of crashes off and then yeah. slow builds again. Um, but for like day, even days of the week or yeah. things, it's like it's, it seems, seems really difficult to predict what's uh, <laughs> Child tumbling down the stairs. Okay. Uh, it seems really hard to predict when when yeah. people are coming in. We'll have Sundays. We do waffle Sundays, so we have a sweet waffle and a savory waffle. And we'll have Sundays that we're like, oh, I probably won't be very busy today, and then it's just like yeah. slam yeah. it. And then yeah. there's another day we like prepare a whole bunch, and we get like a, you know just a few people. Or, for, or we'll still have a good day, but it'll be a high drink day. No one will want waffles. Yeah. And we're like, why? What? Why? What exactly? changed? Yes. What's different this week? And there's just no no rhyme or reason to it. And having worked for uh, Joni Swords at Harper and Madison for mm-hmm. a couple of years, I want to interview her. I oh, yeah, yes, definitely. she would be great to interview. Uh, yeah, she also, I mean, there is no rhyme or reason, not with, and she's been working business and billings for years and years, and yeah. and there's just, you never know, so, or sometimes the president stops traffic, and it's real <laughs> bad for your business, yeah. you know, that, that can happen sometimes, so. I, I should have asked this earlier, but, like, to get yeah. back to this book, yeah. why, why do you feel, why is this, like, standing out to you, or, or meaningful not, to you right it's now? It's not, it's. It's nothing I didn't know, I guess, uh-huh. but it's easy to get off yeah. off the right track, I guess, yeah. you know? And like the chapter title, like success is not um, it's not doing the right thing, you know? It's not like, mm. it's not, oh man, I had this great plan and it worked out perfectly and now I'll make another great plan and that'll work out perfectly. Totally. That's not success. Success is falling flat on your face and figuring out how to grow from that, you know? And so... And, and making good connections with people. And, like, we also were talking about, like, I guess the the revolutionary idea to me, which I, I kind of knew, but just good to reiterate, is that we don't offer anything new at Evan. There's mm-hmm. great coffee all over Billings. Yeah. Um, there's great art all over. You really mm-hmm. don't offer anything new either, even as your own perspective. Like, it's just... What? Yeah. <laughs> You're not special. Sorry. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But we, it's the way you make people feel, yeah. you know, it's that hospitality. You can, the, you know, you can have a new great invention and it'll be copied in two minutes. Yeah. But the way you made people feel, the, the atmosphere you provide and your hospitality, that's what people come back for. And that's what they, they spread the word about your business, not because like they had the, the most amazing cup of coffee or like they, but the way that they felt when they left is why they'll tell other people about your business. And so that to me was like, yes. And so then going from there, like hospitality needs to be the best thing Evan offers. So how do we go about that? And then this is kind of this like, okay, this is one really great way. This like five A's or just like leaders eat last, that kind of mentality of like, how do we serve our staff the best so that they feel loved and appreciated yeah. and they want and to excited and equipped to take care of the customers situations and, when it does hit the fan 
Yeah. That they're prepared and feel confident to be able to handle that. And have been given the authority to handle those situations, too. Yeah. Right. Um, the, uh... Oh, man, that totally lost it. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back around. Oh, yeah, the... The transition for the coffee industry, I think, is kind of going through that a lot too. The uh, the super snobby barista idea mm-hmm. was was a way for the coffee industry or the, for the specialty coffee industry to differentiate itself from commodity coffee. And so they're like, okay, what are like nice restaurants have? You know, so it's like, okay, so we have like this like almost aloof atmosphere, and everything's super like fine picked, and you're you're not sure if the people that are serving your table even like you but they're obviously super knowledgeable and super smart and they're like the best chefs and the fanciest words on the menu and that eventually started backfiring because it did differentiate specialty coffee for a bit but then everybody was like snobby baristas are the worst (laughs) and then people got sick of it really fast um you know it had had maybe a little bit of success in some of the some of the bigger cities for a minute and then people just got really tired of it. And so a lot of the specialty coffee industry is coming around to the hospitality side. And I th- obviously I think a lot more could as well because there's still a, lot of, still a lot of that. When you spend a lot of time preparing something and someone doesn't appreciate it, I think it's hard for some coffee shops to, to not put off that atmosphere. Of like, yeah. <laughs> it's hard on the yeah. egos. Yeah, it's definitely hard on the egos. Um, but then if you're, yeah, just that idea of like taking care of the customer is really the thing that's going to bring that customer back and that's really the only time you're going to have a chance to explain to them or help show them why your coffee is different is if they come back a few times and even want to hear from you like the first few times you see someone like say hey and what's up and if they're looking for a conversation obviously give it to them but they're not like usually the first time they come in they're not looking to have this giant map of the coffee world drawn out and <laughs> explanations of each coffee origin you know maybe like the 10th time they come in or maybe yeah know, the, the 50th time they come yeah. in and the thing i found is you know once or twice people are like oh okay that's fine but if i can get a customer in for you know like fifth or sixth time and then they go back to their old coffee place they're like this is way worse how was i drinking this before so it takes a few it takes a few drink cycles, I feel like. Oh, but then yes. it's really hard to go back to drinking worse coffee when you're used to drinking good coffee. That's true. <laughs> so and it's not only is it getting them in the door the first time, it's retaining them for at least a few times or even like a week so that when they do go back, they have that in the back of their mind like, oh man, I got this drink at Edmund and it was like so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but they're not going to come back if you brush them off or they yeah. don't feel cared about or listened to, you know. That's mm-hmm. the big yeah, so. yeah. From my perspective with you, Lenny, that it seems to me that the thing that you care about more than coffee is the day-to-day just relationships that you have with some of your customers, the the Ryan K. Berry's coming in totally. and getting to getting to just chat with him on a regular basis and like just the friendships that you get to develop. Yeah. It, it's it seems to me like I was I was trying to think of like what what's the most meaningful aspect of the gallery for me and and for me it's like things like story night and i just wonder if yeah no that's that's what's kept me in coffee for sure yeah and and that's why like one i work a lot of the hours behind the bar you know because like i said, run on tight margins yeah but i would want to work a lot of the hours behind the bar even if we weren't because that's 
What I really enjoy is that. Yeah. <laughs> Just plowing right through those things. What are, what are you eating there, this Elliot? This is the freeze-dried apple slices. Oh. Yes. Elliot, what do you think of your parents' coffee shop? Of your coffee shop? What do you think of Evan? Good. Good? What's your favorite part about the shop? What do you like the most at Evan? The upstairs. The upstairs? Why? Because. What? What's upstairs? Owls. Owls? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we have little toys upstairs for kids to play with, huh? Yeah. Bye, Elliot. Bye. Sometimes the, I think Tyler mentioned this on one of the podcasts, sometimes the shop is a little bit like a daycare. <laughs> That's another <laughs> thing that I wanted to have. I, I felt like as a mom, like when I go into a coffee shop, I'm just so nervous that my kids are going to ruin everything. And I feel like every barista gives me a dirty look of like, uh-huh. why would you bring your kids here? You yeah. know? And so we wanted to have a space for kids because they're part of our life, you know, yeah. and they're part yeah. of life period not just ours kids are little people you know yeah. and so upstairs we have a little kids area and um kids are the new humans kids are the new humans uh so we just <laughs> wanted to make sure that families felt welcome and consequently it's a little bit like a daycare sometimes yeah. no not daycare it's just it's great because real life happens yeah. so you know parents come in and they feel comfortable bringing their kids and uh, I think we just had one bad review about that, maybe two. <laughs> Somebody online saying something like it was screechy loud kids or something like, if you don't like. And then at one time Emmett had his scooter in there and they were like, kids on scooters, it was craziness. And I just was like, yep, how cute that you can look at it like, yeah. oh, this is so annoying. I'm so annoyed at these little yeah. people having fun. Yeah. Or you can be like, oh. They're, they're the pirates in, uh, in Peter Pan. Like they're, they're the ones who grew up. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's really sad. Yeah, it is. I, and I'm the first one to say, like, a quiet, peaceful environment is great. I understand why they would want to move mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. I'm not offended at all that they would yeah. want to go to another coffee shop that's maybe a little less kid-friendly. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. So, yeah. And a lot, of our, a lot of our friends are in that stage of life, too, where we have, like, lots of young families and so, consequently, a lot of people that come through also are, have young families. And I love that, though, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. One of the stickers on Evan's front window mm-hmm. is a, um, it's a pro-breastfeeding sticker. And so, another thing that I wanted to encourage is that moms feel safe and comfortable feeding their babies wherever. Okay. So, we are a place that serves hot milk to anyone. So, if you are a baby, you can have your beverage and not feel not feel put off by that so we uh i was really excited about that because i wanted to be a safe space for moms to bring their kids and to also feed their babies and not feel like they had to wear a tent you know and so i i love that part and consequently there's been there's a mom's group that meets on wednesdays at our shop and um they really appreciate that they can bring their kids and network in a in a safe setting and feed their babies and and not feel like they're not welcome so yeah. That's been one of my favorite things that I can offer to the community. And She's actually been breastfeeding through this podcast I, as we speak. Yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> really? Yes, I did. <laughs> Tyler was across the table, didn't even notice. <laughs> That's my superpower. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
this microphone is just so big. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Huh. And then we also wanted to make it, I mean, just for customers, but back on staff, I'm really, another fun part for me has been how can we make working at Evan uh, fun, I guess, yeah. you know, or uh-huh. like a benefit to them. Because we can't, like we keep saying, our margins are really small. We can't small. offer tons of hours. We can't offer tons of hours. We can't offer benefits. We yeah. don't have health insurance. So like we do things like, you know, all the drinks you want, you know, and and I try to always have the back oh, here. Um, full of snacks for them and we try to offer like as many perks when they're on the clock as we can, you know, and um, you know, just they can listen to whatever music they want and there's I don't know, it's we we try to make it a fun environment and then to try to do like staff building as much as we can you know like after our staff cleaning day yesterday we took everyone out to dinner you know yep. and just like share a meal and a yep. drink with them and just kind of hang out and you guys have like fires at your house too like fire mm-hmm. pit yeah. nights and yeah. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and like i said earlier several dinners uh throughout the year yeah we always do a christmas dinner Pirate too night. yeah mm-hmm. well that's just part of our religious beliefs but yeah Pirate night. <laughs> International talk like a pirate day. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pirate night makes it sound like a child's thing. Yeah. <laughs> when I first met Lenny's family, they celebrated this day, and I was like, these guys are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what? And now it's become, like, one of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were dressed like a pirate when you got married, right? No. That's not 100% no. true. No, uh-uh. <laughs> not 100% true. <laughs> no, we had, some we had people true. ask us if they had to dress like a pirate to come to our wedding, and we were like, and People heard no. that we were releasing bats at midnight for the wedding. And I was like, where would we even get bats to release at midnight? Yeah. No. So many rumors. We're releasing doves at midnight. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. We did get married on Friday the 13th. That's true. Oh, at my. 9 p.m. I think that... Wow, mm-hmm. that's scary. I don't know why, but sure, yeah. It wasn't like in a cemetery or anything. But you guys saw that as a possibility on the calendar, and you were like, "This, this." We knew is we that. wanted to get married on a Friday the thirteenth. Oh, no, we were just rabble rousers. We what could we do to stir the pot the most? And we wanted to get married at midnight. Is there like yeah. always a Friday the thirteenth throughout the year, or? There's usually a couple yeah. of you. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. Sometimes they fall really close to each other. Well, yeah, because when we flipped our phone open to like look yeah. and see when the next one was, it was like two weeks away, and we were like, oh, our parents would kill us. So we couldn't do that one. But then the next one was in April, and we were like, done. You guys have been together how long? Yeah. 11 years. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so. Lenny, are you, you got anything that you're reading thinking about these days any unsolicited pieces of conversation you're bringing to now that we're talking about friday the 13th that's the day they like hunted down all the templars i think and killed them okay oh yeah yeah i need to look into it again super interesting Mm. lenny is kind of a uh like a history buff when or when it comes to conspiracy (laughs) conspiracy he knows conspiracy (laughs) theories I've, I've had a lot of fun. I mean, you got it as a barista. Yeah, you got to know that like, stuff. Throwing the one little like thing out to the customer that like makes them be like, wait, what? What was that about? What did you yeah. say? Or like the things like slightly, just slightly inflammatory. You know, not enough to be like, 
not enough to like ruin the ruin the conversation, but enough to that like they might think about it a little while later. Emmett, Emmett, how's it going? What do you like best about Evan? Really, just because I like making my own, try to making my own chops out there. Your own what? My own chops. What are the chops? You would, you would like to have a shop someday. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you like to have your own shop? So then I can raise more money. What do you want money for? Don't you know? I don't know. Our adoption jar? Our adoption jars, yeah. What else do you like to expect? Wait, what is, what is that? What's our adoption jar? Um, it's to adopt a new kid. Really? Yeah. Are you guys thinking about that? Yeah. No way. Yeah. So. I didn't know that. Yeah, and when we, when we talked to the kids about it, because we wanted to make sure that they were excited about that, Emmett was very excited about it. So, very. he took... He just turned six, and he took all of his birthday money and he put it in the in the adoption jar. That's so awesome, Emma. Yeah. But you also like making coffee at the shop, huh? Do you still have a favorite coffee? What? Always Kenya. Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's your favorite other kind of drink to make? I don't know. No, I thought you like cappuccinos. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? So you're also reading Leaders Eat Last. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have anything from that? That any uh, anything sticking out there? Uh, again, just a good reiteration that like it's not the most powerful person you want to follow. It's the person you think serves your is gonna get your back. They're gonna have your back, you know. And so that's why you want to follow them. Yeah. And so this idea that that leaders have the best ideas and are, you know, fearless, those are important things, but the person you'll follow is the person who you know is supporting you and looking out for your needs as well. And and that, that's the title of it, kind of, you know, like uh, he just found that, um, I think it's the Marines, uh, but just um, the, the sergeants in the upper... Um, authority made sure that the lowest on the totem pole ate first and they were the last ones to eat and just that mentality they're the first ones to rush into danger you know and they they will lead you even if it's blind on themselves making sure that they're the first ones to you know encounter things and and so that's an extreme example I don't know you know but but just the idea that that as leaders for our staff or in our community even, you know, that we we want to support the people around us and, sorry, thousand door slams. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, and I'm, I'm not all the way through his book yet, but just, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that I would think it's like so important that you're, that you're, uh, staff feel feel as though they matter to you as humans and that 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 they're being heard and listened to Mm -hmm. and yeah and to tie back a little bit to the earlier the customer's always right 
I think, again, I want to make sure the customer always feels heard, but I don't ever want to throw my staff under the bus, yeah. you know, and be like, oh, it's well. It's super easy to. It is. And that's like, I think, a default mechanism. <laughs> for everything. It's to yeah. blame the incompetence of somebody who's underneath, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. but one, any shortcomings that they might have is really a reflection of Lenny and I, uh-huh. not them. They, you know, yeah. we've failed them in some training way or how to properly handle a situation. And, <clears throat> um, They'll keep running in circles if you tell them not to. Um, but, yeah, I just don't want, I don't want a customer to think that I I would walk all over my staff or that I, you know, that I think that it's their fault and that, you know, I want to take responsibility for it yeah. and, and really, like, shield them from any negative comments somebody would have about that. And I feel really defensive of our staff, too, you yeah. know. Um, kind of the sibling thing. A little bit like no one can pick on your brother except for you kind of a thing mm-hmm. you know no so one can be mad at your staff no one can be mad at my staff except for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you i'm i'm fiercely defensive of lenny if someone has something bad to say about him as a barista i'm instantly like really upset about that uh-huh. uh, but and working on that a little bit but but that mentality of you know, we should protect our staff first so that they feel safe to make a mistake, you yeah. know, and to come to us and say, oh, I think I messed this up instead of trying to hide it from us. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing. And I think we've all worked for that boss that you... We're just not caring, you know, because like, yes. a lot of times the, just the checkout mentality, especially especially when you're, you know, uh, you know, working by the hour somewhere, it's just like easy to be like, I'm just showing up and doing the minimum thing I need to do with this little mental interaction as possible and yeah. then I'll go home yeah um, so yeah just that, that the main thing is that hospitality and then like in every area too so we want customers to feel that we want our employees to feel that and then we also want to um, the people the vendors and people we work with like Gary like I, I think we're doing a bad job at letting him know how much we appreciate him and mm. even like and you we, Lenny and I were talking spoiler alert you're gonna get a plant woo but, uh, <laughs> what do you mean um we're giving you a plant. Okay. Because you bring a professionalism to Evan that we couldn't make on our own, you know? And like and this like classiness that we're we love, we benefit from so much having you next to us. And we're like, how can we thank Tyler? How can we thank um like Tracy more and like and everyone in our building oh, like yeah. for bringing this presence That's that, really... you know. And and just that idea of like hospitality like and gratitude like what could you do and then double it, you know? Yeah. And so, um, just, yeah, just thanking the people around you because that you couldn't do what you do without them, you know? Okay. You need to use the restroom? There's one right there. That reminds me a lot of, uh, like, being the first one to reach out of going to our neighbors that are within the same building and just being mm-hmm. the first one to kind of extend the olive branch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it makes it so much more fun to then see them like walking down the sidewalk. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, but it also like that, that does come back in, in yes. some way. Yes. And, does. uh, yeah, that's really cool. I haven't you thought, I have I haven't thought too that. about like the greatest commodity actually being relationships, you know, I said and, that. Yes. Uh, and I like that idea. I think about it often because, you know, it's not, it's not the things you've built up or like the physical items, but it, 
and not that you want to use people as means either but like favors if you if you have that with someone like oh well they owe me or whatever like yeah. that is actually the the greatest commodity this idea that like but and and not that you owe me and i'm gonna hold you to it but just because we have a relationship because we're friends and we're connected because you, know, you, like you that's, they want to <laughs> right they, they want to help you out if they have yeah. the opportunity like we have a bunch of customers that are like like don't give me a discount like i want to pay full price because i like to come to your shop and yep. support you like don't you know yep yeah and that is really like the most valuable thing you know yeah. and yeah so I like to think like we're just trying to like build that and build into other people and we like I love supporting as many of our our friends as we can we've got some handmade cards at Evan and we've got some people who make like really awesome uh, love and worn by Ashley Houlihan she does like some amazing um, leather goods and things and uh, we've had other people come through and be able to feature their stuff in there and I love to be able to offer a venue for that you know mm-hmm. and, um, but yeah, just just letting people know that we're thankful for them for their continued, you know, patronage of our business, and I think you do a really good job at that too. That the gallery does a good job of thanking people for being a part of it, and oh, and nice. I think, yeah. yeah, I think story night fun. is another way we can do that too. Like let people feel heard, yeah, and and let them tell their story in a safe environment and. And it empowers them, and it connects us, and yeah. it's it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how how much I care about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And part of part of the reason we wanted to do Story Night and other events too was uh, we were like, okay, we need to figure out more, you know, more income streams to keep this business alive. If we're just relying on our day to day stuff, that's not going to do it. So what else can we put out there that will? get people to come down and get people to be interested in the area and the shop and the block. And so it's fun to see something, you know, more impactful than just, you know, a better, a better profitably week or a better profitable month to come out of that as to be like, <clears throat> this is something that's really changing people's lives and really, you know, really hitting the, the important parts over, yeah. you know, do you think it does change people's lives? I think so. Oh, I know it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had a couple different conversations where they'll say, do you remember when I shared it story night? And they talk wow. about it like it's this, like for them, it was this the event turning that, point, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And they, so cool. yeah. In fact, we, I won't overshare, but there was a, we just had dinner with a couple and, uh, and she shared and it, um, her sharing that story changed someone who was listening. They said, if she was brave enough to share that story, I have no right to keep my story to myself. Her sharing that helped me so much that I know that I have to share what happened to me to help someone else that same way, even if it's one person, but I, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm going to share it. Wow. And I mean, that just shakes me, you know, yeah. that's just so, and I'm like, that happened at, at story night, you yeah. know, like that, yeah. that vulnerability and that safety and that, like all of it, like changed people's lives mm-hmm. and it's going to keep going. It's that, the ripple effect is just going to keep it's just gonna keep changing lives so and I I, yeah it's so fun even when they're silly silly Mm -hmm. stories you know like the safety of sharing that for the first time or like public speaking or whatever just laughing with people Mm -hmm. is it doesn't have to be this like life altering very serious dramatic it can just be silly you know and you share that with someone and you laugh and then you're connected yeah yeah 
Well, sometimes, I mean, even if you are just sharing a silly story, it's still like kind of life changing for you in the sense, but or for the person who shares in the sense that, like, that's not something that you'd normally that most of us normally do mm-hmm. get up in front of a room full of people and just share a silly yeah. story about ourselves. Yeah. It's like, that's a weird or thing. Or if we do, it's on social media where we can construct it to be and yeah. sound the way we'd like. Yeah. So you can share your hit only the people we want it to hit. Yes. Yeah. But when you stand up in front of strangers and say it and unedited and it's just so raw and I love that. That's, yeah. It's great. And we, you know, and it has that me too factor, mm-hmm. whether it's silly or not, like you can go, that's hilarious. That's happened to me before in some da 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 da. You know, right. like, but we're connected now because of this hilarious shit hit the fan story. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, and it just brings people together. Yeah, it's good. I'm awesome. stuck. Uh oh. <laughs> <And> it's stuck. <laughs> just no more explanation than than that. Was stuck. <laughs> I gotta start wrapping up anyway. I gotta get down to the show, but thanks for having us over. Sounds good, man. Thanks for bringing coffee. Oh heck yeah! Thanks for bringing I'm good a professional. coffee. To... <laughs> thanks for bringing good coffee to Billings, Montana. Yeah, it's been it's been super fun. I'm super grateful for the opportunity to to do it for the great people around us that helped us get started and keep us going and. In the window well. In the window well. <laughs> was he actually stuck? Yes. <laughs> was it a deep, like, egress window? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Felix. Felix is giving some good smiles now. Yeah. He's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Someone said it looks like he's always looking for an excuse to smile. And that's pretty, that's pretty true. true. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he'll be like as smiley and like round, round faced as Elliot was, like when you first opened? I think so. Think Probably. That, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's it's funny how, I was just looking at Elliot the other day and just seeing how, like just remembering that first time walking into your guys' space and seeing him like look up at me with mm-hmm. just his beaming, mm-hmm. smiley face, yeah. just super round and it's just. He's just getting getting bigger and and kind of like his face thinning is just kind of thinning yeah. out a little bit and yeah I miss that smiley face but mm-hmm. you guys have three beautiful boys thank you and they're awesome we like them pretty well I think we'll keep them I it's funny to me like thinking of like oh I'm I'm gonna know these kids like when they graduate high school kind of <laughs> yeah yes. predicting that or yeah. when I see kids that I like taught. You know, or that I like knew in like the fourth grade that I was like, now they're like graduated college and getting married and oh, stuff. I know. And I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. I guess. And I look in the mirror and there's all this like gray hair in my beard. Oh I'm man. Like, well, I guess I'm I'm there now. But I'm just appreciate Yeah, it's crazy. And I've got like new nostril hairs that are just like coming <laughs> out of nowhere. It's like what the but that's okay. That, there's the there's the life lesson. Uh, what I tell Emmett all the time is every stage of life has good things and bad things about it. And so you just got to appreciate the stage of life you're in and the good things that are only available from that part of your life. Yeah. So wherever you are in life, appreciate the good things about being that age. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I love that I can sleep in. Seriously. Jaxie just rolls her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sending hate. 
nightmares over it too. <laughs> it's, you just don't get to sleep in the middle of the night. You still get to sleep in. Alright, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> cut. cut.